Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode on the podcast, Disabled Black Chick. Um, my name is Sierra Gervier, and I'm here with another episode, and I know, I know, I know I'm not consistent at all. I just have a lot on my plate at the moment, so um, hopefully there will be a day where I'll be more more consistent with pumping out a, um, some episodes from my podcast. Anyway, so today's podcast is going to be short and sweet. Um, I titled this 10 Culture Shocks While Living in Spain. When I was living in Spain, um, there, just like with any person that moves from one country to the next, you will most likely than not experience some sort of culture shock, something that's completely out of the ordinary from what you're accustomed or what you're used to while living in your own home country. And so when I lived in Spain, I experienced uh, immediately some of the things that I was like, wait, what? Like Spanish people do this? Um, And I want to share it with you guys. Okay, so let's get started. Okay, so number one is their time to eat. Now, being that I'm from the United States, we eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and like maybe a snack or two in between. So breakfast is normally served upon waking up, which is which is around, depending on the time of day, between 7 and 9.30, sometimes even 10, 10.30. It depends. It, it all depends. So that's breakfast. And then lunch is typically served in the United States from 12 to 1. And then we have dinner depending on your schedule or your subculture in the United States. It could be served between 5 to 7, 7.30. Here in Spain, this was the first thing I noticed. Lunch, or sorry, breakfast is served from upon waking, so around 7 to 9 um, o'clock in the morning and then they have this eating period this snack period that they call um, breakfast they call it breakfast and that is around 11 o'clock sometimes even 12 um, between 11 and 12 o'clock and then they have uh, they don't call it lunch they call it to eat, para comer, which means to eat. And they don't call it almuerzo, which is what they typically call lunch in like South America, Central America, Mexico, but they call it para comer. And that, their lunch, which is their version of lunch, and their lunch is the same portion that our dinner would look like in the United States. Like, maybe even it's mostly like a three course meal type of thing so you have your salad super salad and you have the um the main course and then you have like a a dessert and one thing that i also noticed is that when they have their dessert it's not typically like how we go for something super super sweet like a cake or a pie or ice cream it can very well be that but they normally choose something very simple and healthy like an apple or a banana or an orange or you will see maybe cheesecake but it doesn't it's not filled with sugar 
And so that's one thing that I noticed. So that's lunch. And then you might have a snack in between, maybe a handful of peanuts, maybe, um, I don't know, just something very small, maybe even a small sandwich, just a very plain small sandwich. And then they have dinner between the time of 8.30 and I've seen as late as 11.30 at night. Yes, I kid you not. I've never experienced anything like this at all. And I've traveled to several countries and I've never, never seen a timetable um, like this to eat. And so, um, and so yeah, that's, that's when they eat and and which brings me to another point point number two which are the siestas so typically after lunch um the spanish people have their siestas or their naps so they take their naps and it's around sometime after lunch maybe around 3 3 30 until maybe uh around 5 5 30 6 o'clock and during the time of siesta not only is that like a huge tradition here in spain but also most of the shops are closed um small grocery stores are closed the pharmacies are closed only like the big brand name grocery stores are open during siesta which is my preferred time to shop because no one is in the grocery store only little old me and so um and so they siesta and they siesta hard um so that's another thing that i wasn't used to and sometimes around the siesta time is where i like to get things done because i don't typically siesta i'll probably go for a long walk because um i know around this time that the neighborhoods aren't crowded there aren't people around i can probably go for a run um after like my food has digested and we're all good Another thing that I noticed was um, point number three, Spanish words are different here than they are in Central America, South America. And of course, that's a given like and within those um, South American and Central American countries, um, of course, they have different words between each other. But being that if you're from the United States, then, you know, when you go to um, it's especially speaking from someone that went to a public school in Chicago, we, in high school, we had a choice between maybe two or three languages to choose from um, that were mandatory. And Spanish was the language that I chose because being that I'm from Chicago and from the United States, I it, Spanish is the most second, the second most spoken language um, in, in America. So I wanted to learn Spanish. I wanted to per perfect my Spanish. I hear it all the time. It sounds like a beautiful language and I want to understand what people are saying. Um, so I took Spanish and the Spanish that I studied was based on um, Spanish from Central and South America. And so when I moved here to Spain, I realized that certain words were completely different. For example, um, to say the word car in South and Central America, it's carro. And to say the word car here in Spain, it's coche. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, the word coche in South and Central America translates to like the cart that you would get from 
from the grocery store. But here in Spain, those carts are called um, are called carros. So it's like the complete opposite. Another one was I knew this from like ordering authentic uh, Mexican food from Mexican um, restaurants that they call beans frijoles. And so when I moved here, I asked like where the beans were and they're like, we don't know what that is. Like, and I'm like, how do you not know what frijoles are? Like I've eaten so many beans here um, because that's another thing. Like they eat a lot of beans um, with some, some of their meals. And so um, I was like, how do you not know what frijoles are? But they just call it something completely different. So that was a culture shock, shock for me was... Um, thinking that I knew certain words um, that I've learned in like high school and maybe a year in college and they were just completely different here in Spain. Okay, so point number, I think that's point number four, was that there's poop everywhere. And there's a girl on YouTube that goes by the name of Tiffany Davis, who um, I don't know if she had a video about like things that I hate about Paris or culture shocks of Paris, something similar to what I'm doing. I can't remember the title of her video, but she covered this. Um, she's a black woman living in Paris and she has um, an amazing YouTube channel and it's very inspirational uh, for me to contribute to the YouTube community. Um, but that was one thing that I noticed was that there's poop on the ground. If you know Spain, for the most part, if you have visited like bigger big towns and cities like Madrid or Barcelona um, or even smaller towns uh, that's uh, that's surrounding the bigger cities there's hardly any greenery so the dogs that are being walked here in Spain have no other choice but to be to but to poop on the ground and I don't know why but a lot of people don't pick up the poop from their dogs and so one thing that kind of cracked me up was that Tiffany mentioned how she stepped on a piece of poop leaving her apartment building and she slid and she felt like she had on <laughs> she said she felt that she had on wheelies and I pray to God every day that I never ever ever step in poop because it is horrible to get it off of your shoe I will throw my shoes away like there's no way so like the poop is so bad in Spain and I think it's a European thing period but it's so bad here that I literally saw a children's commercial like a game commercial commercial for a game and it was literally like don't step on the poop don't step on the poop and it was like a floor game where they had like this mat and they had different obstacles where you had to jump over the poop you had your the objective of the game was to not step on a pile of poop it's that crazy and it's that predominant here in in spain but in europe in general i'm assuming but it's disgusting it's horrible another thing that i noticed was the work ethics here in spain um just judging from friends who work here in Spain like full-time jobs and certain experiences that I've had just interacting with people I feel like Spain is a step behind a lot of um, high functioning westernized countries 
Um, and one big example that I can think of is the fact that they mm, produce information very late. If there, for example, um, it was snowing here in Spain and um, the government allowed the different provinces, the different areas here in Spain to determine if the schools were going to open. So it was up to like the province and the specific schools if they decided to open. They will literally wait until the last minute to make these decisions. They're not very proactive with a lot of imperative decision making. Um, if there's a problem with the business, instead of just having a business meeting, they literally just, I don't know, they, they, the communication is not very clear. And so that's one thing that's really frustrating that I feel like it has a very simple solution, which is to be proactive and to have frequent, frequent meetings in order to resolve certain issues. But that's something that they don't do, um, Another thing is that like with these small businesses, I feel like, yes, they do have like their concrete hours, but there have been on multiple occasions, I've walked past several stores, several, several small businesses that would have a sign that'll say, we'll be back within two hours or we'll be back at this time. And it's like a few hours later. And it kills me because the economy here is literal trash. The economy here in Spain is not good at all. So I would think being a business owner, I would try to figure out a way to, um, to work around whatever it is that I have going on on the side or have someone fill in or something so that my business is up and running. Because there have been several times where I wanted to go to like, for example, a plant store. And on several occasions, I would see on the, on the, the door of the store that'll say like, we'll be back in a couple of hours. And it's like, well, this is why if you're worried about losing business and losing money like coming in, this is the problem because you decide to take a break whenever you want and you have like three hours of siesta. I, I, I don't understand. That's It's a pet peeve and it's a culture shock for me as well. So I kind of tied in the last one with step number one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So, um, five and six are kind of tied in together, which is the economy. And so, um, culture shock number seven is the iPhone frenzy. Like, so when I came to Spain, I have, I have Apple everything. I have a MacBook. I have an iWatch. I have one of my, my American phone is the latest phone. And, um, well, not now, but um, then. And I have an older iPhone that I use for with the Spanish SD card. And so to me, it's nothing. And I'm not saying it's nothing like I can afford all of this and I'm rich. That's not the case by any means. But that's just how things typically are in the States. You will see a lot of Apple products um, in the United States. And so when I came here, People were super shocked that I had like all of these Apple products and were like, oh, of course you're an American, you're rich, Americans are rich. And I'm like, no, not all Americans are rich and I'm definitely not rich. Um, definitely not by any means. Uh, but you know, like 
I, I don't know. I guess it's just the American culture is to have like to have possessed a lot of um, Apple products and not saying that everyone in the United States do. I've seen my brother has a Samsung phone and, um, you know, he has like a an Android tablet. So it's but it's just to my liking. And so Apple products are so normal in the United States. But when I came here, it was like, oh, you have an iPhone. Oh, my God. I just couldn't believe it. I was like, it's just an iPhone. It's not anything serious. It's not like I rolled up in a Tesla. But yeah, like they are super, super like fascinated that I have all of these Apple products. And I was just like, well, okay, it's not that serious to me. Okay, so point number eight, I think this is eight. Culture shock number eight is they dress to impress here. Like, they're like, okay, so in the United States, especially in Chicago, no, I think it's just the United, United States all across the board. And I'm speaking for women. I've been, I've done this, I'm guilty of this as well. I have been... Like I would make the decision if I needed to go to for a grocery run or even to the bank, I will go in yoga pants and gym shoes and, you know, I'm going to look presentable. I'll probably put my hair up a little bit and put a little bit of makeup on, not too much. But since I'm running an errand, I want to be quick and and that's it. I'm in, I'm in and out of my car and I'm going to go home. Here, the women dress to impress. Like, if they simply have to go to the grocery store, they will be in heels. They will be in ankle boots. They will wear dresses and stockings and their hair will be laid to the side and they will wear makeup. They will beat their faces. Like, it is it is that much of a difference where I was like, okay, well, maybe I can put on a little bit of mascara when I go to the grocery store. Um, but especially if I go to the bank, it feels like it's a bigger business transaction or a bigger business um, situation versus going to the grocery store. So that was one thing that I was like, uh, okay, like I can't just tie up my hair and walk to the grocery store in some yoga pants because they will look at you like, ah, the poor, like that's the, the stares that I would get. But yeah, these women and men too, but especially the women, they will have their hair done just to simply go for a walk, just to simply go for a walk, their hair done. They will wear nice shoes, the click clack shoes that make loud sounds when you're walking on the street. All of that. I've never seen anything like that. And another person, another girl on YouTube, I was watching one of her videos. I can't remember who it was, but um, there was another girl who lives in Paris who said the exact same thing was that they dress to impress. They will always dress up upon stepping outside of the house. And I thought that was very, very interesting. So another thing that was pretty shocking for me was one of the traditions. They have many traditions that are separate that are completely different from how Americans would typically typically celebrate the same tradition in America. But um, here, when they celebrate Christmas, they celebrate Christmas from the 24th until the 6th of January. And it's because um, 
they incorporate it apparently and i'm i think i'm like 80 percent correct when i say this was that they incorporated christmas meaning christmas eve and christmas day um into their tradition because this is what like americans how Americans typically celebrate Christmas on that day with Santa. But the real celebration, like their version of our 25th of December is um, the 6th of January, if I'm not mistaken. I think it's the 6th or the 5th, I can't remember, of January. And that's celebrating the three kings, the three kings that um, that came to see Jesus uh, after he was born. So they celebrate that day. That's like the biggest quote unquote Christmas celebration for them are the day, the days of the three kings. And they have like desserts and like three kings, um, uh, thinking of the word in, in Spanish, the three kings cake. Um, and they have also, oh, another celebration that they celebrate differently is that, you know, in the United States, we do the, the countdown um, um, from the last, from the December 31st to January 1st. We count down from 10 to, to the new year. And so here they eat grapes and they count down, it's 12 grapes. So you count down the last 12 seconds of the year and you eat a grape every second and I asked several people why grapes why this and I could never get a, a straight answer because I think it's so such a of a long tradition that they just do it because this is what they know and I find that I find that really interesting another thing that is uh, a culture shock for me but also a pet peeve is that Spanish people do not understand personal space. When I first moved here, um, when I first arrived to Spain, I just couldn't believe how close people were to me in comparison to the space that was available. For example, going to the gym. I will never forget this because this happened on countless occasions where I would first go into the gym, I would put my things away in my locker, and I would I would um, intentionally choose a locker that wasn't close to someone who already had a lock on their locker. So I would know that there was space in between me and the next person because the lockers in between my locker and the next locker didn't have locks. And so this could be a span of like maybe five or six lockers um, because I, I like my space. I don't want anyone to, to be close to me. I'm, I'm an American, I'm from Chicago. We don't like people to be on top of us. But I want to say nine times out of 10, whenever a person walks in after me, being that there are maybe 30 other lockers to choose from, they will literally choose the locker directly next to me. I don't understand. I don't get it. I don't think I would ever get it or understand it. But that was a huge pet peeve to me. It was to the point where, and I'm sure I offended a few people, was I, I would I would move my stuff out of one locker and go into the next because that's how much it bothered me. Um walking just walking in the street if there's this huge space they do this thing where they 
it's like they it's like a magnet like they need to come close to the next person even though the space is as as wide as the nile river like they need to come close to the person that's next to them even if it means them bumping into another person which leads me into another culture shock slash slash pet peeve is um so i don't want to say this is spanish people intentionally being rude i think it's literally the lack of education um because another example um is what i would considered rude if i was in the united states but again i think it's the lack of education of awareness uh here in spain is when i go to the grocery store and I'm looking, I'm standing on one side of the aisle. So there's products to my back so that I can see what's in front of me because I'm interested in buying a product that's in front of me. One thing that Spanish people do is that even though they clearly see that I'm looking at this one item, they will, this isn't the rudest thing. They will walk past in front of me, maybe even walk very slow and don't say excuse me. Yeah, in, in the United States, specifically in Chicago, people will say I'm sorry or they'll do like a little light jog to kind of show that they're trying to get out the way and say excuse me, I'm sorry, something. Something will be said or done. But here they will take their time and move as slow as molasses when they clearly see that me or even another person is looking at a product or and this has happened to me over 10 times a person would see me clearly looking at this product and they will literally stand in front of me because they want to see the product product as well and it's like my eyes become so bugged and huge because I'm in complete disbelief that someone could literally walk up into this aisle and see that I'm clearly trying to figure out what I want to grab from this section and they stand right in front of me blocking my complete view. I, I can't believe it and I can't make this up. This is the truth. Um, until I say I'm sorry and they become very, or like, excuse me, and they become very, very apologetic. So it's like they're not intentionally trying to be rude. It's just that the lack of education of, you know, saying excuse me or do you mind if I look at this like speaking? Like, I, I, I don't know. I can't even articulate what what it is that they're lacking. I can't I can't articulate it. The only thing that I can think of is a lack of education and courtesy. But again, if I say courtesy, then this is just part of their culture it's they're not intentionally trying to be rude but maybe it is the lack of courtesy I, I don't know I felt like I kind of went on a rant there but all in all like even though these were some culture shocks that I've experienced slash pet peeves that I've experienced um when I lived in Spain it honestly living in a, a different country that's different from what I'm accustomed to was an experience and I'm so grateful to have had the opportunity to um, live in a country that, um, you know, just 
where I could learn and grow, learn a different culture, learn a different language, meet different types of people. Um, and I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. So don't get me wrong with all of my, with my rant and my pet peeves. Um, and like the culture shock that I have, that I listed here, but all in all, I deeply, deeply encourage people to get out once this whole COVID thing dies down, this pandemic, and hopefully with the vaccine that's out, um, the numbers will begin to decrease. And hopefully by this summer, um, we'll be able to get back to a normal or a new normal, whatever that looks like. But hopefully um, we'll begin... I, I just want to encourage people to travel and to save your pennies, especially now being that we are very limited. The world is, is very limited to what to buy and where to go and, and flights and all of that such. Save your money so when the world opens up, you can travel and um, purchase tickets very easily and, um, and, and experience something different, something new. All right. Thank you so much for listening to um, another episode of This Disabled Black Chick. Um, My name is Sierra Dervier, and I'm so, so excited to see you in the next episode.